Blog Talk Radio.
Hallelujah. Good evening and thank you for taking time to check out Reaching Out Radio International. Our hope is our program enriches your walk with God, rooting you deeper in Jesus Christ. We want people to be saved, healed, delivered, and set free. We are a team working in love and unity and one mind and one accord as the body of Christ, sharing the love of Jesus and the gospel into the world. Welcome to Warrior as a Child. I am Dustin Fields, teaching on Reaching Out Radio International tonight. And the title of this message tonight is Transformation into a New Creation. Welcome back to the show. And thank you for tuning in. Or if you're on demand later, thank you for looking this up and checking it out. Tonight, we are going to be talking about Romans 12, 1 and 2. And in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it states from Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, And be not conformed to this world, but ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I just really love the scriptures in Romans. It's, I would say, for me personally, one of my favorite books. It has a lot of meaning to me as a... uh, New believer in Christ, whenever I met Jesus, Romans was something that stuck with me very tightly, and it's partial to me in particular. All the word is good. All the word is God's word and inspired by the Holy Spirit, written by men, which we'll get into later. And But Romans just has a, a really special place in my heart it it helped me through a lot in life and all the chapters in it have helped me understand a lot of things that I've been through and that I go through um tonight we're going to break down this transformation into a new creation and what really stuck out to me is everyone talks about how we are to be living sacrifices that we're supposed to grow deeper into Christ and we're supposed to get this really close relationship through the help of the Holy Spirit and we need to be holy and acceptable unto God and it tells us not to conform to this world and that that's where our sanctification comes in we've talked previously on this show our broadcast about being warriors of Christ, being truly understanding that us being warriors for Christ, we're not our own anymore. We are his to do what he wants to do with us. And to understand that as as a person growing up from a child, we have this urge inside of us to, we're going to make our own way. We're going to be our own person And we're going to do what we want to do. I mean, 18 years of your life 
if you're blessed to have parents or even a parent, they tell you, don't do this and don't do that. Do this and do that. And we try to, in our teen years, break away and try to find our own identity. And we become who we want to be in our early 20s. And then we have to start working and supporting bills. And maybe we have children or get a spouse. And we either come tangled up into our family life or we become tangled up into our our work whenever people focus more on their career because that's what they want in life. But whenever you meet Jesus Christ at the foot of that cross where you are kneeling down and you know you are a sinner and you ask the Lord into your heart, you're not just asking the Lord into your heart. You're also telling the Lord that your life is now his. And the Lord tells us in scriptures, if a man wants to keep his life, he must lose it. Okay? But in losing your life, you gain so much more. If we lose our life, we gain life. For Jesus is the only way to God. Whenever we die and we stand before the book of judgment and they call our name and we're standing up there, the only way that you're going to get into heaven is whenever they say he's covered by the blood or she's covered by the blood. Okay, Jesus is the only access door to walk through to get to heaven, okay? So in knowing that, if you're a new believer or an old believer, I'm about to shock you. Your Christian walk and your life is not yours. It's the Lord's. Are you listening to what the Lord's asking you to do? Are you doing the things that the Lord needs you to do? Or are you saying, I love you, God, but I got this. And I'm not just preaching to you, and I'm not just saying these things to to point a finger. Believe me, in my heart of hearts, I'm a sinful man. And God knows that, and I need Jesus to save my life. And I've been walking around for so many years saying, you know what, God, I love you. You're my savior. I worship you. I love you. And as soon as I'm done praising him or praying to him, I turn around and walk my own path. I say, you know, I got to have this job or I got to go do this at this time. I got to have these kind of things in my life. I need to do these things. But in all honesty, if we're really living for God, The first question is, what would you have me do, Lord? We need to really transform by the renewing of our mind, as it says in Romans 2. Transform your life that you've created into the life that God wants us to have. And believe me, that life is going to be so much greater than the life you think you can create for yourself. Because I'm going to tell you right now, friends, like I said, this is not condemnation. This is not me pointing a finger. But let's look at the facts. Whenever you choose to do it your way, even though you may think you're pulling God along with you, and you're you're pouring your whole life into a job, and you're making that money, and you feel satisfied, and you feel blessed because all your bills are paid, you're not in debt, you have a nice home. 
you have nice cars. Okay, we're going to get into scriptures later of understanding where your heart really is. Because that's what God wants to know. Where is your heart? Okay? We need to understand in our lives that even though we maybe think we're doing good, all the things that are in this world are not ours. Everything was created by God. Everything is God's. Can I get a witness? I hope so. But listen, when everything, whenever you get an understanding that everything is God's, and you really understand nothing is yours, you become a servant to God. And that's what God wants. Okay, we are his children. And even if you look at the world monarchy of the family, parents rule over the children. And we call God our father. So if God is our father, should we not look to him to see what we should be doing? Now, I have three points here tonight in, in this scripture and many more scriptures that I found that I want to share with you guys tonight. I won't be able to read all of them, but I will list, I will tell you what they are, and hopefully you can go back and, and look these scriptures up for yourself and, and bust out that word and get in there and get the meat of it. Don't just take my word for it. Anything that I share on here. I've always prayed that God lead me into understanding the word correctly. I do not ever to translate or determine what the word means incorrectly. And God knows that in my heart. So I pray that this word comes forth in spirit and in truth. And I just pray that that the ones that need to hear it really receive this and this seed be planted into their hearts. And if it's a good word that God has given me, I just pray that it grows and flourishes in their life. And they don't do what I did and rebel for so many years, thinking that I loved you and thinking that I was following you and just rebelling in myself. I ask, Lord, that you renew my mind and my heart and my spirit, dear Lord. And dear Heavenly Father, we just pray right now that this word be blessed by you. Like I said, let all the ears that need to hear it, let it be heard. We're talking about renewing our minds. So in transformation into a new creation, the first step that I think we need to take is self-inventory. We need to take a time to step back, take a moment with the Lord in our worship or in our prayer or just any time that you have a moment with yourself and ask yourself, <clears throat> where do I stand? What do I believe in? What do I spend my time doing? What do I use as excuses to not give my time? What do I try to hide from others and God? How can we change or how can I change my priorities? What do I need to change? And the only way this is going to work and the only way that you're really going to root out these issues that you have, because as new believers, 
all of our life is still there. And we have to find a way to to change ourselves, transform ourselves into being what God wants us to be, no matter what happens around us. Because I understand some people <clears throat> that that are married already in the world and one spouse gets converted and you get an understanding in your heart and you get the spirit of God in you and you have Jesus and that's loving and kind and you want your spouse to have that. But if your spouse is not ready to accept that, they're not going to. So in respect to your spouse, because the Lord tells us we are one flesh, we become one flesh with our spouse to leave our mother, our father, our brothers, our sisters, and our sons and daughters to be one flesh with our spouse. And if one one spouse is saved and one is not, that does create some, some tension in between that relationship. But God has the answer for that, thank God. He tells us to be with our spouse and win them over with the love of Christ. And that doesn't mean you need to preach to your spouse or talk to your spouse about what they're doing wrong. But you need to pray for them. You need to have the understanding that they don't have what you have yet. But God could be working on their hearts. Let God do the work. But be a living example of what Jesus and his love is through your life. I don't know why I needed to say that, but I felt like I did. And and so even if you're single and you're, you've been poured into your job or you've been poured into the world, you know, either drinking or drugs like myself before I met Christ, you know, I had to make a lot of radical changes in my life whenever I met Christ. Condemnation or pointing a finger, this is, this is me preaching to myself as well. But when I met God... And I gave my heart to Jesus Christ. He radically, instantly changed a numerous amount of things in my life. And I thought I was cool. You know, I thought I was done. God has changed so much in my life. I'm just going to keep on living. But you have to stay aware so that you don't slip into the traps of the devil and go behind enemy lines. Even though you may not be doing the exact same thing. You may not be using the drugs or you may not be drinking alcohol. If you've been doing that for for some years and different things, your pattern and your habits are going to stay similar to those type of things. So you really have to stay awake on where your heart is and what you hunger for and not just settle for the bare minimum. I got my grace card. Jesus Christ saved me. I'm good. I'll just go through life doing what I want, paying attention to what I want, and whenever I die, I've already said the prayer, Jesus has got me. But don't be mistaken or fooled by the devil and his lies in that, okay? Because distinctly here, it tells us that we are not to conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Just like learning something new every day is a good beneficial thing. Renewing your mind every day in the word of God and in worship and prayer and sacrificing what you think you really want in this life 
to give it to God. Because whenever you give your life to God, what he gives back is tremendously better than what you can create on your own. But when asked questions in your self-inventory, if you don't understand or if you don't know where you stand as far as understanding the entire Bible, there's 66 books in the Bible. There's tons of information, multiple stories of the Lord and multiple stories how God worked in the Old Testament through the children of God. And there is a lot of information. We all have been seen as as if you went to church as a as a young person or even going to church as an adult and you've never met God before and you're starting to learn from a preacher and you know there's going to be things that you have to learn every single day. And nothing against preachers and including myself. I want you as the listener Please, always double-check the facts, okay? God tells us to test the spirits. And what that means is he wants us not to just get that easy click. You know, I watch a lot of preachers on YouTube or try to get into my word through those type of things. And not all those preachers, they may have good ways of speaking and they may have good ways to present points and different things but God wants us to test that and how he wants us to test that is look it up in your word double fact check what they're saying to you make sure they're preaching the gospel correctly make sure they're not taking these scriptures out of context because the the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy and best believe whether we want to believe it or not he has infiltrated into the church and I'm not saying all churches And I'm not saying that people that think they're right believe that they're right. Let me say it like that. Now, they may believe they're right, but is it through the Word of God? And is it through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost of the words that they're giving? Come on. So I want you to be that type of person and that type of believer not just going by what tickles your ears, not just going by what someone else says. And and believe me, it's so easy to do. And we're going to get into a couple of things here, and one of them is going to be worship. And I, I don't know why, but it's just laying on my heart really heavy. Make sure that you worship. And it tells us in the Word of God, which I'll get to that scripture, to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And and a lot of times, and I love all the spiritual music that's out there. I love all the Christian music that's out there. I'd, I'd have a diversity of music. I love music. I love listening to it. I'd, all the way from classical to guitars and drums and loudness. I get it. I get into it. Yes, but let's not give into an emotional feeling. What makes us feel good to what our spirit really needs in a spiritual awakening, okay? And this is what we're going to do by transforming our mind and renewing our mind is to know the difference, to be able to discern what is true and right to to what we feel 
and what makes us feel good. Because I'm going to tell you right now, there's been times in my life that the Lord has set me down and said, Dustin, what's going on? And he's convicted my heart. And that feeling is is not good to be disciplined by your father. But the reason for him disciplining you is a great thing. Because he is working on your salvation to help you meet your goals to be able to meet that salvation, okay? Spoil the rod is to spare the child or spoil the child. If anybody's met a spoiled child, you know how they act. They want what they want and they want it now. And in all honesty, whenever we live that type of life that God should spoil us, that we should always be blessed and we should always have what we want, it's just like Ecclesiastes tells us, okay? Everything is made for us, but not everything is beneficial for us, okay? And God knows what's beneficial for us. I'm trying to get off track a little bit. I'm going to try to keep to my notes. But I want to I want to say this. There are three types of being active, okay? And if you're going to be renewing your mind and transforming yourself into as it says, what is good and acceptable and perfect God's of God's will, okay? The will of God, okay? We have to be active in that. We can't just go about our lives and think God is going to work it all out for us because we're God's children and we're under the blood of Jesus Christ. Whenever you walk in a daze, that's how you fall into traps. That's how you walk into a brick wall and just be so shocked that you actually walked into a wall, okay? So there's three different types of being active. You can be active to do what you need in the moment. So whenever you're active and you see something coming and you can, you're paying attention, you do what you have to do to get things done in that moment. And then there's reactive and whenever you're reactive, you control, you're kind of trying to control your thoughts and behavior whenever a situation happens. You don't really plan for it, kind of like things that just happen like a flat tire or, you know, you need a new furnace in your house or your furnace goes out. If you own your house, you react to it instead of doing the preventative maintenance and maybe checking on it and and being active and knowing what's going on or like the suddenly is like a flat tire or you know you lose your credit card or your debit card whenever you're at the gas station you you try to control your thoughts and your behavior in the moment as it's happening and there's proactive and I really like proactive because you're doing in advance to in an effort to better control a situation. A proactive person is someone that's going to plan, going to have a plan, going to see situations coming and saying, you know what, I can do this and this and make that situation a little bit better. Okay, a proactive person is someone that just is it seems like they, they flow so easily because 
they're really putting in a lot of work and focusing hard on what they're doing and, and making sure they're taking the proper steps to go where they're supposed to go. Okay, come on. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys, in a long time in my life, and sometimes still today, I'm a reactive type of person. I kind of wait until things happen, and then I just try to control my thoughts and behaviors in the moment. But I would like to be, and I've been praying, and I would like to be more of a proactive person, someone that is really focused in, that that can try to make things a little bit easier just by paying attention and, and doing things. Like my wife and I are homeowners now, and I got to buy filters every month to make sure my furnace stays running. Spray the yard during the springtime, you know, bugs and things are going to be coming out. I'll be sitting at the end of summer slapping mosquitoes off my legs going, you know what, I probably should have sprayed early this spring, you know. And my wife sees these things, and she tries to help me out the best I can, and I'm still learning a lot of things in life. Even though I'm getting older, there was still a lot of things that I need to learn in life, and this is what we're doing together right now is is learning how to transform not only our mind, which is our main topic is renewing our mind, but we're going to transform our entire lives through living for Christ, okay? So in that self-inventory, whenever you're doing that, you want to find out, are you an active person, a reactive person, or a proactive person? And then you need to find out what type of active person that you want to be. Because trust me, in this in this life with Christ, okay, you're not going to be able to sit on the sidelines. Because I'm going to tell you, if you sit on the sidelines, that means you're outside on the outside of what's really going on in the middle where the meat is at. Okay? And just something that I heard before, kind of like a, uh, a metaphor, we're supposed to be sheep, okay? And, and Jesus is our shepherd. And anybody that knows about sheep raising, the wolves that come around or the coyotes that come around to eat these sheep to try to get their food, they always get the stragglers sitting on the sidelines, the ones that aren't really in the pack that are just kind of there but drifting away, the ones that stand alone, okay? Don't be the one sitting on the sideline. Don't be that sheep that thinks you can just stand alone and, and you'll survive because those wolves are waiting for you just to get far enough away from the herd and away from the shepherd and they'll strike, okay? And that can be in many forms in your life. If you're if you're a past alcoholic, like for me personally, and, and the drug addiction that I had and, and drinking alcohol, I refuse at any moment, at any time to go to a bar. And the reason is, is because I know that sounds extreme and different things like that. But there are some people that think, you know what, I'm not, I'm good, I got Jesus, I can still go to the same place, and I can hang out, and I, I just get food there, I buy lunch there, but 
whenever you walk in to get your lunch, you're sitting and looking at a wall full of alcohol, a wall full of liquor that's just tempting you. Even though you think you're strong enough and you're like, I got this, those temptations are just cracks, just little nibbles that, you know, a little nibble may not be noticeable, but a thousand little nibbles, pretty big bite. Okay, come on now. Let's keep ourselves in this self-inventory. The main thing is you want to be truthful to God and to yourself, okay? So in my first scripture, or my second scripture really, because our first was Romans 12, 1 and 2, we're going to go into Proverbs. Let me make sure I have this correct. No, we want to go to Psalms. And 1 Corinthians. All right. So in 1 Corinthians 11, 28, it says to, but let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. And what this is talking about is our communion. And Jesus told us to take communion. And in remembrance of the sacrifice that he gave. We eat of the bread for his broken body, and we drink of the cup for the blood that was spilt, okay? And a lot of people only examine themselves whenever they take communion, or they may not even examine themselves. But whenever you're given communion, they use this scripture, and they, you know, they tell you to examine yourself, okay? Some people give thought to it, and some don't, but Jesus tells us, that we should be with God every time, every day, all day long. This is our life, okay? He tells us in Matthew 4, 4, that we should not live by bread alone. He was actually telling the devil, but he tells us to not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, okay? And come on now. I got the scripture right here. I'm mixing my scriptures up on my points, but I'm going to tell you right now. This is some good word. I want to tell you right now. In 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, it says, All scriptures is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Second Timothy tells us that the scriptures are given by the inspiration of God. The inspiration God of God is his word. The entire Bible is our words. And in Matthew 4, when Jesus tells the devil that we do not live by bread alone, we do not live by these earthly things, but we shall live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God okay so we're we're taking the entire Bible this is what we're supposed to live off of okay this is our food this is the spirit that is in us that God has given us hungers for these scriptures and second Timothy tells us that these scriptures are inspiration of God and it's profitable for the doctrine it's good for the reproof it's good for our correction and it's good for our instructions into righteousness that we may be men of God or women of God. Be complete. 
How many people in the world always say they feel incomplete? Who has that hole in themselves whenever you do your self-inventory and say, I wish I had this or I wish I had that. I don't feel complete. But God tells us that he makes us complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work through his word. This is what we need. Jesus, and thank God for that. The Bible, I've been told, I had an acronym that a preacher told me before. Basic instructions before leaving earth is what the Bible stands for. There are instructions. There are food. There are comfort. There are shelter. They're the living water. It's everything that we need for our spirit. Amen. And whenever we we get into this, hold on one second. Whenever we get into this word and really deep, deeply dive in, your life becomes so complete. There's no comparison. There's no flat screen TV. There's no fancy car. There's no mansion on this earth there's no amount of money that will complete you and not only complete you but it equips you better on this earth than the words in the holy bible now test it you want to go ahead i'm telling you right now it is the only thing that is satisfying in this world to believers now if you're a non-believer and you're listening to this broadcast pretty sure you're probably arguing with me about that nice big mansion and them fancy cars and millions of dollars in your bank account but i'm telling you what all that will collect dust and it will be rusted and it will be ate away by the moss okay there is only one thing that is eternal and that is our jesus christ lord that gives us the salvation to go to heaven to be with him and our father. Okay, so even though you think you are satisfied here on this earth, you may feel comfortable and you may feel right with yourself. But I'm telling you now, all that fades away whenever you pass away. You ain't taking none of it with you and you ain't staying alive forever. There's a dash that we have. Whatever we do in that dash, we better take that moment to change our lives and to renew our mind, give our hearts to Jesus Christ and to be on that path with him. And there's nothing in this world that is better than that. You may be satisfied here, but we got another life ahead of us. After we pass from this life, we got a whole eternity to deal with. And I'm going to tell you right now that no matter what I have to go through in this life, I I just pray to God that Jesus keeps my strength and my heart so that I can enter those pearly gates in heaven to walk with Christ, to be with God. Oh, some part, side note, in some parts in Revelation of, of heaven, and whenever John got to go and see the creatures sitting next to God and, and the creatures that are there and the angels and everything, 
I mean, it's just so amazing. I can't wait to see it one day. I hope the Lord blesses me with time here on earth, but to enjoy my family and, and my kids and my grandkids, but to see those things are going to be so, so great. I definitely don't want to be like Lazarus that was in hell begging for just a drip of water. Come on now. So let's take these self-inventories very serious. Really see what you think of yourself as a Christian. Where, What parts of your life do you need to change? And I know it's going to be hard. There's been some things in my life. My wife knows about them and some of our close friend knows about them. Um, but there are things in your life that may not just sit right. You think they're okay. You know, God will forgive you and you can do these small things or you may not think it's bad at all. But if the Lord has ever spoken into your heart or gave you that conviction of just a little bit of, do you really need this in your life? Okay, these are the things that we need to give up. And as warriors of God, okay, as warriors of God, we're in his army. We're going to be, we're, we're signing up and we're saying, this is, we give our life to you. We're in your army. What you need us to do, where you need us to go, if it's on the front lines, if it's in the kitchen, if it's on the the medical side, you know, people needing healing and, and saved and people needing you know prayer and different things like that if it's if it's resupplying okay some of us have been blessed more than others and even if you have just a little bit to give resupplying the kingdom of god okay wherever god wants you in his army that's where you need to be that's what god is asking you to do okay so we need to inventory ourselves to align ourselves on what God really wants us to be doing. And and how we can do that is by renewing our mind, by spending our time in the word, by worshiping God, by praying to God, and and letting him lead our life. And and like I spoke to about um on the last program about at least reading one chapter of the Bible. Every day. Completely honest, you forefront, let's be with it. Okay, I did not read my Bible every day. I wish I could have, maybe in my heart, but I did not give the time or have the discipline to do so. Okay, so that's where after our self-inventory, we need to check our self-discipline. Okay, and our self-discipline is going to be what... What we really give to God. And a lot of people say, well, I don't have discipline. And what that means, let's go ahead and define what discipline means. Discipline. Sorry. So discipline is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior. Now it says in the, in the Webster Dictionary or Oxford Languages, using punishment to correct disobedience. Okay. 
the second definition is a branch of knowledge, typically one studied in higher education. And if you use it as a verb to train someone to obey rules or a code of behavior. So what this really means is the practice of training. Discipline is doing repetitive steps, doing the same thing to discipline yourself. Okay. Now it says here that in the, in the dictionary that using punishment to correct disobedience disobedience now in my walk with God I know whenever I'm not walking correct with God and I'm not living my life correctly I know there's certain things that happen in my life and it's because God is a loving father and any father that loves his children like it tells us in Proverbs will correct his children. He isn't correcting us to try to brainwash us or to make us stay in line just because that's where he wants us to be, but he's correcting us because he loves us. He doesn't want us to fall into that danger or he doesn't want us to fall off the path. Okay, whenever we accept Jesus Christ into our life and our Lord and Savior, God becomes our father, and as a good father, he will protect us in the things that we don't need to be in. We don't need to go anymore. We don't want to keep continue to live in our sin, so he needs to correct us. And what that's called in the Bible is conviction. He usually uses conviction, and, and you'll feel it in your heart. You'll know without a shadow of a doubt, God does not want me to do this. But our rebellious flesh, our rebellious minds, the years of practice of rebelling and becoming our own person, we try to justify or rationalize or compromise with God. And we break our self-discipline so that we can do what we want. And whenever we do that, we're walking out of the will of God. We're walking ourselves out of the grace and mercies of God. Come on now. Job was a perfect example of a man that worshipped and followed God, and his whole heart was given to God. And the devil came to the Lord and said, Lord, I can turn your best guy against you. And the Lord had so much confidence in who Job was. And Job knew who he was, and he knew who he served. That God allowed, said, you know what? You can test him all you want, but you can't take his life. And the devil tested him to the brink. He destroyed his wealth. He destroyed his his home. He destroyed his, he killed off all of his kids. The only one that wasn't really damaged physically was his wife but his wife was damaged mentally whispering in his ears just curse god and die his best friends that were supposed to be i would say to be believers with him was like look god you know job you're a good guy god must really be angry with you or something like you need to just leave him be like something's going on here and job's Stuck with his discipline, knowing 
who God was and who he was and told them all, I don't care what you say. My life is in shambles. I am beaten, broken. He had boils on his flesh that he scraped with clay, broken clay. Okay? He was in the brink of the worst life you can possibly have. And he said, no matter what's going on, I love my God and I serve my God. That's the discipline that I'm striving for. Come on now. Amen. He was he didn't care what was going around him. He knew in his heart, in his spirit, who his God was. And he would not turn his back on him. And those are the kind of warriors that God needs. People that are disciplined and trained and equipped. And the only way that you can get equipped is through his word. Okay? So you need to have that discipline. I need to have that discipline so that you can be that dedicated without a shadow of a doubt, no matter what is going on. The bank statement went to zero. The house roof has fallen in. Your kids have abandoned you. Your partner has abandoned you. But yet you still praise God and worship God. Now in Galatians 5, it tells us in verse 22 and 23 is what I was going to use. But I'm going to go all the way through to 26. But the fruit of the Spirit. Now how do we get the fruit of the Spirit? Okay, this is our discipline. Reading your word, worshiping God, praying, fasting listening to God every day. But by the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envy of one another. Okay, and what this is telling us, what I want to concentrate on the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. This is our self-discipline. And in verse 25, it says, if we live in the Spirit... Let us also walk in the Spirit. Walking is an activity. It's proactive. You have to do it. Let us not just be hearers of the words, but doers of the word. Okay, we don't just want to hear it. We don't just want to read it. We have to proactively put the word of God into our lives. And whenever we proactively put the word of God into our lives, we get love. We get joy. We get peace. We get long-suffering, which is kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. And we get self-control. I'm excited about this. I hope someone else is. That whenever we get our word and we feed off of that, okay, if you ever had a moment in your life 
some people have, some people haven't, but you have eaten and eaten and eaten and you feel engorged. You're just so full. You can't eat another bite. But then the dessert comes out and somehow you shovel in two more pieces of pie. (laughs) I might just be talking to myself, but that's where you, you really find out that you don't live by just your means of your flesh. Yes, we need to eat food and we need to drink water and we need to take care of our bodies. But that is not what we live by. We live by what Jesus said, not by bread alone, but what every word that comes from the mouth of God. We need our Bibles. We need to crack them open. We need to be reading them, studying your word, feeding. You will feel so full in your life, not in your belly. But in your spirit and in your heart and in your mind, whenever you you read and you eat of the the bread that God has given us, these words, okay, come on, <clears throat> amen. And with our self-discipline, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> excuse me, Proverbs 13 and 18, Proverbs 13 and 18 says, poverty which means no money, poor, broke all the time, and shame. If anybody's felt shame like I have, it's a horrible feeling. Will come to him who disdains correction. But he who regards it a rebuke will be honored. And what this is telling us is whenever we're reading our word or if God convicts our heart of something, and we, we, we regard that rebuke. We regard, okay, God doesn't want this in my life anymore. I need to take this out of my life. We will be honored. Okay? It says so in the Bible. But if we don't, if we say, you know what, I, I shouldn't have that in my life, but I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep doing the things that isn't giving glory to God. I'm going to keep living and letting dust collect on my Bible. Poverty and shame will come to us. It's telling us, come on now. That's why we need the self-discipline. It's not only just to keep repetitively reading your Bible or going to church on time and, you know, having a prayer at a certain time in the morning or whatever time you can pray or doing communion once a week or every day or once a month, okay, those are repetition. Those become traditions. True discipline is whenever God slaps your hand to stop, that you turn away from it and you don't go back to it. That's the discipline that we need. That's the discipline I need. Come on now. Like I said, this ain't conviction or this isn't condemnation this isn't a pointing of a finger this is for me as well that we need to have that understanding that when god says stop even if it's in the quietest voice to regard that rebuke so that he will honor us just like we honor him that is how we honor our father is by doing what he wants us to do glorifying his name amen And going into that, we're going to study the Word. And in studying the Word, like I said earlier, 2 Timothy, that all scriptures 
is given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable for the doctrine. It's for reproof, which is correction or or to tell you what's right from wrong. For correction, for instructions in righteousness. It's telling us how to live. How to, if you don't know how to live as a new born again Christian and you're you're waiting for the preacher to tell you, hey, I've raised my hand, I've went to the altar, I've knelt down, I've said the prayer, I've got up and you walk straight back out, you're still going to the same job that you have. You're driving the same car back to the same house or whatever was in your house before you met the Lord is still going to be in your house, okay? How do we know what is right and what is wrong? The instructions into righteousness is in the scriptures. You have to read the word of God. This is your, if, if we're warriors and we're in the army of, of the new age and you have a gun, okay? You have a gun to protect yourself from the enemy. Believe it or not, look it up in the scriptures, okay? You have these, these spirits and the devil that come against you. He's roaming this earth to and fro to see who he can devour. Who's the weak ones that I can claim back? Or just keep as my own. And you have the lust of flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. And these these spirits are coming into your life through through the things that you allow of the world. That's why we cannot be conformed to this world. The things of the world come into your house. How are you battling them then? I'm going to go off the example of what Jesus did. Okay? Now, Jesus... Okay, so, sorry. Um, Jesus told us how to battle these spirits, okay? Whenever the devil came and tempted him after his days of fasting, and he came to him and he said, man, you fasted for 40 days. You ate nothing. Your stomach must be so hungry, dude. And you were the, he identified Jesus Christ. You are who you are. You're the son of God. I'm not. He wasn't blinded to who Jesus was. He knew who he was. And he wanted to destroy what he was going to do. Now, the devil may not have known, per se, exactly what Jesus was going to do. I'm not saying that because the devil don't know all. God knows all. Okay? But he knew there was something about this man. Something special. And he wanted to destroy it. And he came to him whenever he was at his hungriest moment. And he's like, you have the ability to turn rocks into bread. Go ahead and do it. And that's where Jesus tells us in Matthew 4, 4, that we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then he tempted him again. That was tempting his flesh, the lust of the flesh. He came at him with the lust of the eyes. Or the pride of life. He said, you know what? I'm going to take you up here to this high point. You could throw yourself out. For it is written. Whoa. Come on now. The devil knows scripture. This is another reason why we need our word every day. Why we must know where we're going. Okay? What? We're supposed to read it so that we can know what's reproof, what's good for correction, what is our instructions for righteousness. Come on now. He knows scripture. Come on. 
He said, you throw yourself off here and God has sent a host of angels unless you dash your foot up against the stone. Okay, he knew Psalms. Come on, how deep is that? Don't be blinded by the devil and not really understand your enemy. He knows the word of God, but he can only do his own tricks. He can't create anything. He can't make you do anything. He has no power. Jesus took that power from him in the cross. God always had the power over him, but he took the power whenever he hung on that cross and he went and he took the keys of hell back over life and death. And he took everything back for us in that salvation and having the blood of Jesus Christ over our life and having Jesus as our Savior in our heart. We cannot be touched. Now, I'm not saying we won't be attacked and we won't go through tribulations. But we have the power through Jesus Christ, not through our own power, but through Jesus Christ to keep the devil under our foot. Keep our enemy down. And this is how we do it, by having the word of God in our hearts and in our minds on call. This is what I'm talking about, the guns, that we protect ourselves from our enemy. Each scripture is like a bullet. How many bullets do you have? Will you run out in the middle of battle being like, hey, bro, I need you over here because I'm out of bullets. Come on now. Let's see how many we have. This is why we are to be in it daily. This is what we feed off of is so that we can be prepared when those battles come. And then he tested him, and and Jesus, sorry, Jesus said to the devil whenever he told him to throw himself off for the pride of life, and he told him, you should not test thy God. It is written. Come on now. Jesus had that bullet. He had that scripture to come back at him because Jesus wasn't no light foot. Come on now. He was in the temple at a young age, stayed in the temple for three days by himself. He didn't care his parents left. He respected his mom and his dad on earth, but he knew what he was about, and he was about his father's business, okay? He sat at the temple. He was in there asking the, the scholars of the time questions, knowing, hey, you know this and you know that. Come on now. Jesus, oh, Lord, thank you, Lord. He was, in less of the words, the man. He had it on point. He was the son of God. He is our mold. He is our image. That we are chasing after. Come on now. This is exciting. He was ready for the devil. And the devil took him and showed him all of the earth. Of that time and the kingdoms and the, and the, the wealth. The creation that was already there. He said, you know what, this is mine. Which was a lie. He is on earth to and fro. But he does no authority over all this stuff. He said, this is all mine. I'll give it to you if you bow down. And Jesus rebuked him, and he fled from him. Come on now. He knows what he's doing. Trust in the Lord. Trust in Jesus. And the only way you can trust in Jesus, I know it's in your heart, and you say, yes, Lord, I believe in you. You are my Savior. But what do you believe on that self-inventory? If you don't read your word, you don't get into this word, how do you know what you believe? You can fall into the false prophets and the false teachers and these false preachers 
that are telling you what God's word is, but you're only tickled in your ears and you're following these preachers, okay? Come on now. Don't follow somebody. Be a leader in your own heart to follow Christ. And he is the only example. And by every word that is inspired of God written in this book. Come on now. I'm going to go ahead and take a short break. We're about halfway through the program. I'm so excited right now. I don't want to stop. But I'm going to go ahead and play this song that my wife has prepared for me. And take a small break. I will return here in a moment. Pathways of thought are formed as I think of you. So I meditate on your everlasting truth. I will conform to all that you want for me. Cause you are my God and your grace has set me free. In view of all that you've done, into your word I run. Renew my mind with the mind of Christ, revive my soul. Come and satisfy, take my life, transform me in your
transformation into a new creation and as I was saying right before the song break and I look really listening to that song renew my mind amen that's what I'm hoping God's doing not only for the listeners here tonight but even for myself because I need to renew my mind daily as well okay like I said throughout this program this is not a condemnation this is not a pointing of a finger this is the word of God that I I feel was inspired to be shared, that we can learn to walk in a closeness to him, to, to deepen our relationship with him, okay? And we're, we're warriors of God. We are warriors in his army. Whenever we become believers and we have the blood of Jesus Christ all over us, our life is not our own anymore, and we are to walk in his ways. And by doing so or knowing how to do so, we need to crack open our word and study his inspired words that was given to us, okay? We need to know what we're supposed to be doing. And I want to share with you, besides opening up our word, which I wanted to tell you, I had lots of scriptures here for the word. You look up Psalms. 119, 15, and 16, Hebrews 4 and 12, Joshua 1 and 8, Acts 17, 11, 1 John 4 and 1, 1 Peter 3 and 15, Matthew 4 and 4, which I've been using a lot tonight, that we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Come on now. This is, this is what we are looking for. This is what we need to do. Growing How you grow and get strong is by eating healthy, okay? What are you eating? Are you starving your spirit by by watching mindless things on TV or flipping through Facebook, watching electronics like your phone or tablet? Are you doing things that keep you so busy and projects that just eat up all of your time are you so focused into your family worrying about what your kids doing or what your spouse is doing okay are you eating healthy are you bringing in that good stuff that's like sugar to me whenever we watch these things like if i watch a movie okay that's like sugar to me it's just mindless you just focus on the movie you disappear into your imagination and you're just watching a movie but you're never satisfied. It may have been a good movie. That was great, you know, but it's not 
sustaining you still feel hungry afterwards i mean how many people have watched or binge watched a tv series come on now let's be honest here how many times have you decided oh i'm just going to look at facebook for a moment and four hours later you're still scrolling through facebook we need substance the way you grow is to have healthy nutrition and our healthy nutrition for our spirit is our word. He's telling us this is our food. This is our bread. Okay? Jesus is telling us this. Come on now. He is our living water. Okay? He is our salvation. Come on now. And we're going to to need to be and have an understanding. We need to be in the word of God and in that living water. Come on now. We want to grow, if you want to grow strong and be able to withstand a battle and your your tests and your tribulations. Come on now, you have to have that, you have to have the strength. And I'm not talking about physical strength. Because I'll be honest with you, I'm physically strong. I'm not the strongest man in the world, but my wife tells me all the time I'm physically strong, you know. But I know in myself, in my self-inventory, I know I'm mentally weak. I lack the mental discipline to keep myself on track. And my wife, God love her, has tried to help me stay on that track, pulling and pushing and, you know, telling me, hey, this is it. Let's go. And I just, I, I know the reason I haven't had it is because I, I live off of sugar of this world and I I'm always trying to feed myself again and again but I I have found the answer and that's why I'm sharing it with you come on now is that we have to have sustainable food we have to have nutrition and the only way we're getting that is in this word but I want to share with you in John okay in John 4:21 and 24 it's John 4, verse 21 and 24. Jesus said to her, speaking to this woman, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. He's searching for us. He's seeking for us to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And what is our truth? Our truth is the word of God. I believe whenever we worship God, and most people consider worship to be lifting your hands, singing a song, and either the old hymnals, which I love also that the church has, and we have new age Christian music. Some of it's so beautiful. It honestly is. I love some of the music that has came out that have just, it touches your heart to sing these songs because it rings your anthem in your heart you know what i'm saying you're worshiping god the words in this song could not be more perfect for you to be singing to god to give your heart to him okay that is in your spirit that is spirit worshiping 
But if we worship in truth, what is our truth? The word of God. Come on now. And you have to have both. Believe me, you cannot just raise your hand and sing songs 24-7 and have that anointing fall. And, and God will let that anointing fall. But don't fall into just emotional worship. And emotional worship is where you feel like you're connecting with God and you're pouring all your feelings onto God. And and you just have that feeling of, God, this is it, this is it. But we have to worship him in spirit and truth, not through our emotions, okay? Come on now. Hopefully somebody is getting this like me. And worshiping is great in, in music, don't get me wrong, but it tells us right here in spirit and in truth. You have to have both. And that's why I gave you those scriptures to look up. Again, if you need them, Psalms 119, 15 and 16, Hebrews 4, 12. There's a lot more. Joshua 1 and 8, Acts 17 and 11, 1 John 4 and 1, 2 Peter, or 1 Peter 3 and 15, and Matthew 4 and 4, which I love. So Stephen touched on those there. We'll even look at... Um, Let me go ahead and go to this. Okay. That's inventory and the word. We're going to look up some scriptures here for worshiping. Is worshiping, singing. Some of us don't sing. Some of us may not even like music that are believers. I, I don't see how because the Lord, oh, the Lord loves music. But we're going to touch in some bases as far as that goes, like I said, in spirit and in truth. If you look up Psalms 95, 1 through 6, Psalms 95, 1 through 6. I'm going to look it up for you as well. Psalms 95, 1 through 6. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all God. In his hand are a deep places on earth. The height of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it. And his hands formed the dry land. O oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before our Lord, our maker. For he is our God. So here it tells us, and this is just a form of worship that I'm telling you guys, it's all throughout the Bible. There are so many scriptures here. Actually, for worship, the word worship that you look up, if you, if you look it up, there's over 206 verses. 206 verses 
for worshiping. Now, there are some in Psalms, but I'm going to go ahead and jump to Hebrews. If we go to Hebrews, in the book of Hebrews, and we're going to go to chapter 13, verse 15, okay? Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. There were so many scriptures, I couldn't have them all marked at the same time. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 15, New Testament. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Amen. Our praise is a sacrifice. It's the fruit from our lips. And we give thanks to his name. I'm not a professional singer by no means. I have not been trained. I have not been gifted by God to sing in front of people. My wife encourages it, but I feel in myself not to do it. But this is how we worship in truth and in spirit. And our spiritual worship is our singing, our praising him. Come on now. Through our mouth is how we worship him. And whenever we worship him in truth, it's through his word of God, through the word inspired by God. Come on now. These, these are the things that we need to do. This is how we transform our, our minds. Because tonight we were teaching on how to transform your spirit and mind through worship, reading the word and self-inventory. Learning we cannot change ourselves, but through the Holy Spirit, God can tr can transform our lives. The only way our lives are going to change is by putting more of God in. I love how God works through everything, anything. It's, it's so great to me. But if you even think of it scientifically, and you have an empty glass, and you're pouring water into that glass, okay, the living water. Let's say you're the glass and you're pouring the living water in. You're getting Jesus nonstop, bringing him into your life. The air that was in that cup, everything in your old life, which is a vapor in this world, come on now, is being expelled. It is being forcibly pushed out of you. Because you cannot have two things in the same place at a time. It doesn't work that way. God has created it to be that way. So the more living water, the more water you put into that glass, the less air that's going to be in that glass. Come on now. The less air, the less emptiness, the less unfulfillment that you have in your life is only because you are filled, you are filled with the living water. Come on now. I hope that's touching somebody right now that's talking to your spirit here. And how you get filled with the living water is by what we've been talking about, getting into your word, 
worshiping God, praying, fasting, doing all the things that God has called us to do. And what he has called us to do by the the words of Paul inspired by God, he tells us to study our words so that we know what is good and what is reproof and what is correction and what is instructions for righteousness so that we can be equipped for every good work for God. Come on now. Remember, I'm going to touch base over this again. We've had uh, this program in the beginning. I talked about being active. And this week, I do believe next week, Brian, our host, will be on, my wife's host. And uh, Lord willing, Brian will be on next week at the end of the month. I do this the first three Thursdays of the month. And the last Thursday, Brian, another one of our hosts, a great man of God. And a great teacher of the word. He he is phenomenal. Check him out. Um, so it'll be a couple of weeks before I'm on again. But I wanted to touch base on in the beginning of this is being active. I, I failed. I'm going to be honest with my last challenge of reading the word every day. But I am repenting right now. And I just pray God gives me the discipline to get into my word every day, not just the scripture, but I would like to read a whole chapter every day in the word of God. I want to push out all the air in my life, all this vapor that means nothing, everything that doesn't benefit me in my life, I want to push out. And I pray to God that he fills me with the living, the living water. Amen. And I pray for that for in you in your life, that God just fills you with his spirit, that you can push out all of that empty vapor in your life so that you can be filled with the living water, so that you can live this life renewed in your mind, that you can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God and for me personally that's what I want to do this week I was talking about what we were talking about earlier of of being what type of active are we are we just regularly active or just active and we do what we need to do in the moment of just knocking things down not even really understanding what we're doing we're just going we know we need to do this we know we need to do that we're just going and going like pac-man or you know we're just moving but we don't really have an uh, a direction or are we reactive that we're afraid to step forward so anything that comes at us we're just trying to dodge and move or and just try to not totally lose it in that moment or are we going to be proactive we're going to start making a battle plan we're going to start making directive steps towards what our goal is and our goal and the end goal for us thank the lord is to reach heaven okay but god tells us there are things for us to do before we reach heaven okay we're here as believers 
to glorify his name, to be a living sacrifice for him, to share the gospel to the world that doesn't know him. Okay, come on. Be proactive. I pray God makes me more proactive in every aspect of my life. And there has to be... Now, let me... Hold on a second. I don't want to say that because if the Lord calls you and you really need to know, there is a difference. You are a believer. Are All are basic things as believers. Every believer gets. There's a difference between being a, a believer and someone that is called. Okay, calling is something special that the Lord, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, this is what the Lord wants you to do. You cannot live, breathe, move without it. You do not function correctly unless you are in that calling. Okay, but for every infantry, we'll call it every basic, I don't want to say basic, but every believer that is of Christ has these things that we have been talking here tonight. To be proactive on. Be in your word. To worship God. Pray. Fast. Grow that relationship with your Lord and Savior. He is to be your best friend. He's your air to breathe, your water to drink, your bread to eat. Be proactive. What are you doing in advance to make that your mark? And I ask these questions to myself. This is not condemnation. This is not pointing a finger. This is preaching to myself as well. I love it so much. The revelations God can give you. The understanding you don't have to be a Harvard graduate. You don't have to be a straight-A student. Spirit works differently than how the mind works. And that's why we need spirit and truth. Renewing of our mind, transforming your mind, everything that you've been taught, everything that you taught yourself, everything the world tries to teach you. Are you learning what God is trying to teach you? you got to... Shove that air out of that cup and put the living water in so that your mind is ready for the battles and the tribulations and the test that you have to go through whenever that lion that roams to and fro on this earth to see who he can devour. Don't be the one he can devour. If he steps to you, you got your arsenal. You're prepared. Your mind is ready. Your heart is ready. Your spirit is ready. When that lion walks by you, you just say, hey, Lord, my God, covered by the blood of Jesus Christ right here. Don't be fooled by this this lion. Don't fall into his traps. He is smart. He knows the scriptures and he has. Apparently, he has traps that have worked for years and years and years and years. Don't think you're that special one that can't fall into the trap just because you think you're that special. Because let me tell you what it says in the Word of God that all, 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 
Not some, not a few. There was only one that didn't all fall short short of the all fall short of the glory of God. There was one man, the Son of God. There was only one. The rest of us we're not we're not born from a virgin Jesus. We're not that special. We're not God incarnated as flesh. Come on now. Don't be that arrogant. Don't be that prideful. Don't be that rebellious to not see. We need what we've been talking tonight. We need the word. We need the worship. We need the prayer. We need the fasting. We need God. We need Jesus Christ. That is our defender. You cannot stand against the devil alone by yourself. You may think you may win a battle, but he's setting you up for the biggest fall in your life. Don't try to take him on without being covered in the blood. Come on now. I just really feel like I have shared what the Lord has asked me to share. I hope you get the scriptures. Look them up. It's great. You look up worship. Just type in the word worship in Google. Use use your electronics that we have so much easy access to do. And instead of hitting YouTube or Facebook or Netflix, you could use it to type in what you want to look up in the Bible, what you want to understand about God. What you need in your life is at your fingertips. Crack open your word of God. Not everybody understands the King James Version. Now, as as for me, I love to use the New King James Version. That's That's the Bible that I understand. But there are multiple versions of the word of God as far as translations of the EBC or ECB. There's... The NIV, there's the King James Version, the New King James Version, okay? Get into your word with what you understand. God will lead you. Pray about it. Ask God to feed you, and he will. If you don't understand the word of God, if you have trouble with these and those and this and all that, come on now. Pray to your God to give you revelation. That is the only understanding that you're going to get. You can't understand the word of God through your earthly eyes and your earthly mind. Because the Bible is not an earthly word. It's not an earthly book that was written. Come on now. This is inspired. This is inspired by God written by man that is why it is so difficult for earthly people to understand it you have to have that holy spirit in you you have to be underneath the blood come on now and let's okay remember remember in the bible where peter and jesus were talking and this is so strong this is one of the scriptures that hits me so strong whenever i'm reading the word of god jesus asked peter Where or who am I? 
Peter said, well, Lord, some say that you're a prophet. And some say he stopped. He said, no, 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 no. Who do you say I am? And Peter said, I believe you are the son of God. And Jesus told him, and this is so profound. You only know that because my father told you that. Come on now. The only way that we can understand, the only way that we can see the truth is if the Father reveals it to us. Come on now. And the only way that he can reveal it to you, even if you don't understand it at first, continue to read your word. Worship him in spirit and in truth. Read that word. God will reveal to you what you need. He is not going to leave you out in the cold. He's not going to tell you, I sent my only son to die for you because I love you so much, but I'm not going to let you understand the rest of it. Come on now. He's not that kind of father. He wants you to understand. He wants you to have this wisdom. Trust in him. Get into it. Don't use it as an excuse. I don't understand it. I, I can't read the Bible because it makes no sense to me. Be a living sacrifice. Present your body. Present your time. Give it to the Lord. Trust me, God is not going to leave you out in the cold. The devil may try to block it. The devil may try to lie to you and, and tell you the first couple of times and be like, you know what? The Lord don't really want you to know this. The Lord don't want you to understand. You you have so much trouble reading this. Just give up on it. It's so much easier just to watch a preacher on TV. Come on now. Don't listen to those lies. The only way that we can test the spirits and the fruit of another man is to know what that fruit's supposed to be by studying the word of God. Come on now. I thought I was finished, but he still got me going. I love you guys. And God loves you. And I'm going to close out with prayer. And then I'm going to have a closing closing song. But I really hope that you guys got something from this, this message tonight. And that the warriors, remember, this warrior here is a child. They don't know. I go back running to my father. Because even though God has, has blessed my wife, and and she started something for God, and it's been going strong almost for seven years now. Her 700th episode is about to come up in the seventh year. It's so great. She's going to have a special broadcast for that night, so be be sure to tune in. But anyways, I, I thank God for letting me be on this platform, and I, I thank God that he has stuck with me, even being a rebellious child that I am. And he's never given up on me. But this, this warrior here is a child. I have to go back to my father. I have to go back to the basics. You can't be beyond that point. And, and Lord, forgive me to offend anybody. But if you feel like you're just way, way up there and you're untouchable by the devil and you're so anointed and you're just so great at scriptures and theology and all that, you're falling right into the devil's trap of pride. Come on now. Don't be prideful. Because we all started out as sinners. We all started 
at the feet of Jesus. And that's where I go. Stay at the feet of Jesus. I thank him for blessing my life so much. But I'm still at the feet of Jesus. Amen. So let me let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for tonight. And we, we ask, dear Lord, that the people that need to hear this, let their ears, let this fall upon their ears. Anybody listening on demand that needed to hear it, dear Lord, thank you for letting them find this program. We ask you, dear Lord, that we just become proactive Christians, dear Lord, proactive believers. Let us have a game plan. Let us have goals set, dear Heavenly Father, not to be just dazed and confused and walking through life blindedly, dear Lord, but to have your perfect vision in our lives, to have your truth inside of us, to let us worship you in spirit and truth, O Heavenly Father. I pray, O Lord, that you be with the ones that that need a touch right now, dear Lord. Anyone that that has a spirit of confusion on them, dear Heavenly Father, that that don't understand your word or have trouble reading in your word, dear Lord. I know that's the enemy, dear Heavenly Father, because your word is the bread that we're supposed to live off of, dear Heavenly Father. That is our spirit's food, dear Lord. So unblock their mind, dear Heavenly Father. Give them the revelation of spirit and truth, dear Heavenly Father. Let them have the wisdom and understanding and the knowledge of your word, dear Lord. This is the food that we eat off of, dear Heavenly Father. Bless them to have that ability to understand your word deeper, to grow closer onto you, dear Lord. I just want to thank you for all the blessings of people and in their lives, dear Heavenly Father, for your mercy and your grace are overboundingly unnumberable. We couldn't count it, dear Lord. We thank you for your protection from the devil. We thank you for your protection in our lives. Whenever we are rebellious kids, I pray that you correct us in the right way to go, dear Heavenly Father. Give us that conviction of our heart, dear Lord. I pray that you help us be honest in our self-inventory, dear Heavenly Father, to examine ourselves, to know what we need to take out of our lives, to put more of you in, dear Heavenly Father. We thank you for these things. Help us transform our minds, dear Heavenly Father. Let us be a living sacrifice unto you, dear Lord. Let your warriors have that understanding of discipline to be living sacrifices unto you. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your mercies and your grace, dear Heavenly Father. We glorify you. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Familiar, 
I can't waste a day I can't stay the same I wanna be different I wanna be changed Till all of me is gone And all that remains Is the fire so bright The whole world can see That there's something different To come and be Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.